It's funny. People always be like, don't forget about the little people. It's like, why do they refer themselves as little anyway, you know? Why don't you just get big with me? Feel me? They can see it in my eyes. Hey, welcome back to another episode of John's Entitled Podcast, a partner of MoshPitNation.com. This week's guest is Hyro the Hero, and if you aren't too familiar with who he is or what he's done, well, I don't know where you've been living, because uh, it seems like over the last month or so since I did this conversation, Hyro has been all over the music sites, uh, whether it be for his song Devil in Disguise, uh, which was co-written by Monkey from Korn, which as of the time of me doing this uh, episode... What had just dropped, I think, earlier that day. And his newest record uh, came out this past Friday, Flag Channels. So wherever you go and listen to new music, make sure you go out, support Hyro and that new record. It's really fucking good. Uh, has Jeff from X Let Live at this point uh, on guitar. And by all accounts, from uh, the few things I've seen Hyro post and Jeff post uh, of tour rehearsals, Man, that band's going to be fucking something to see. Uh, and you can see them at Louder Than Life. If you have not bought your tickets yet, definitely one of the bands that I would highly recommend seeing if you are going to Louder Than Life Festival, uh, among a lot of other bands like Nine Inch Nails and so forth. But always loved going to festivals and seeing the smaller bands and kind of finding new bands that I will fall in love with. And Hyro was no different. Uh, just really great, really great talking to the dude. You can tell he's really passionate about what he's doing. And we kind of get into some interesting shit, you know, from, you know, being a rapper to kind of working with a band to working with Ross Robinson, which seems to be a recurring trend on the last few episodes of the podcast that I've had. And I've had a lot of people, actually, that have worked with Ross in various capacities. And you know what? Fuck it. I think I should just reach out to Ross Robinson and, and formally extend an invite to have him come on the podcast and tell some of his great stories of working with such amazing artists such as Hyro the Hero. Also want to thank last week's show sponsor, Foxbat, for coming on to sponsor last week's episode with Des Fafara. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that chat as well. Hopefully you enjoyed their song, Slow Strut. Pre-orders for their album are still up right now, so go over there, Foxbat, go check them out, like all their shit. Uh, they will be an upcoming sponsor of some other shows. Speaking of sponsors, though, the sponsor for this episode and will be for the next foreseeable future is the Bean Bastard Coffee. I want to thank them for sending me, again, some uh, some delicious coffee. Hold on a second. Oh, shit. That's still hot. Um, <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, that was uh, me sipping on a delicious cup of the Panama Blend. Uh, as I said in a previous episode, I think the Panama Blend is my, my go-to for everyday coffee drinking, which... To be completely honest, I wasn't a coffee drinker, and I don't know necessarily that I still am, but uh, I do enjoy actually having a variety of these flavors between the Panama Blend, uh, the RoboCup, and the Life Preserver coffee, and uh, the few people I've given some uh, small small doses to, as I've been saying, uh, you know, the first hit's free, and then after that I got you hooked, but uh, yeah, the Bean Bastard, want to thank them for sponsoring this episode and all the episodes uh, for the foreseeable future, like I said, uh, head over to thebeanbastard.com, and you can get yourself some delicious, fresh roasted coffee, but enough of my yammering, let's get to the good stuff, and here is my conversation with Hyro the Hero.
So I have the pleasure of sitting down this afternoon with Hyro the Hero. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm all good, man. What's up? <laughs> Not much. Just enjoying a uh, a Sunday <laughs> after going a little too hard last last two days. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. I feel you. It's the day of rest, right? Yeah, man. So you know what? You kind of popped on my radar the last little bit uh, with the Louder Than Life announcement uh, coming that you're on the festival coming up and doing a little bit of research on you. I you know, was kind of interested to see some of the, the bands that aren't the more well-known bands on the bill because I always think those are actually the ones that you should go check out because you might walk away yeah, a new yeah. fan. And you know, I, I heard your music and I was kind of like, damn, there's like some cool shit going on with this. Like It reminds me of... You know, a little bit of, like, Rage Against the Machine, but, like, a newer twist on it. It's got, like, some different shit that, you know, just kind of has, that I really enjoy. And so, before we kind of get to where we are now in the, in the festival and some of the dates coming up that you got, let's kind of rewind it a little bit and, and tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got interested in music. Oh, man, I just been, uh, I'm that dude in my neighborhood who changed the radio station, you know, I just kind of, I've been into rap music all my life, I decided to change the radio station, and I got into the music, uh, you know, rock and roll, started digging deeper, you know, I got into Bad Brains, At The Drive-In, all those kind of bands, Fishbone, you know what I'm saying, and so that kind of just played into who I became. And I was able to do an album with Ross Robinson in 2012. I had Paul from At The Drive-In on there. I had um, Mark and Cody from Blood Brothers, my boy Daniel from Idiot Pilot. And that made a lot of noise, got me a lot of respect in rock and roll. And we move on now to my new album, Flag Channel, coming out June 29th. And, you know, this got the single Bullet, which is hard. And... Devil in the Sky just dropped with Monkey, and it's amazing, man. I mean, you kind of talked to the, the pedigree of the musicians that you've had on and just how eclectic and influential all of those guys are. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean let's kind of start a little bit. Like we're, I mean, you already kind of hit on a lot of things I wanted to touch on, so let's get right into it. <laughs> like Ross Robinson, I mean, that dude has put his hand on what would become just kind of, I mean, he's worked with everyone from The Cure to, you know, basically the new metal sound of like Slipknot and Corn and Limp Bizkit and all these kind of people. Yeah, man. So, Pearl, he's, done he's done everything. So when you get to work with someone like that, who's also a, a renowned, very hands-on producer to get the best out of and like sometimes really pull some shit out of you that maybe you don't know you have in you or that you don't want to come out, but what was it like working with Ross? Oh, bro, it was insane. I mean, he's not really... He, with me, I think it was just so different for him working with somebody like me that it's almost, I was, came in so excited. I really didn't have to do much. Like, he wanted to go on a fast and he wanted to do these different things. But once I got on the mic, he was like, oh, yo, let's just record that right now. <laughs> you know? I was so hyped. We finished that album in like uh, almost two or three weeks, man. Oh, like, shit. Cody would play some dope stuff. I was like, keep that, yo, keep that. And then Ross put it together in a dope way. I like he doesn't really like overthink a lot of things, man. And it, it really lent to the album. And the dope part of me getting those musicians together was a big help from uh, Chino from the Deftones because he kind of had the idea to get the Blood Brothers guys on that first album and everything. And he'd been a big supporter in my area for a while. And you know that that album came out amazing, man. And it helped me get a lot of respect in this community. 
And I also, you know, my live shows were insane. That's why I can't wait to rock this festival because my live show is really what gets people on, man. My old band that I used to tour with, I had Kelly uh, Scott from Failure. I had Tom Capone from Quicksand. I have, bro, I've been around, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm a new dude, but I still got a lot of respect in the game. Yeah, but I think when kind of looking back and see, like, and that's kind of very much what I was saying earlier, where sometimes, like, when these festivals get announced and you see some of these quote-unquote smaller bands that, you know, maybe don't have the ne- name recognition as somebody else. Yeah. But, like, when I went back and kind of did a little bit of research, I was like, shit, like, you've been around for a while and, like, you know, download 2012, like, you toured with the Deftones, like, worked with Ross Robinson, all the people that you talked about on your that were on your record. It was just kind of like one of those where I was like, shit, like, how have I not really heard of you? Because it seems like you should be in, not in my peripherals, but, like, in my main, like, line of sight with all the people you're fucking working with, so. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's weird how the world works sometimes. I always think sometimes it's like, man, if I came out in early 2000s, I would have been fucking took over again, you know what I'm saying? Right. I've been up there with these guys, but. It's a different time. The internet came along, changed a lot of things. Everybody's making music. So it just makes me work a little harder to get recognized and noticed. And I just got to keep coming with great music and just great vibes. And you know what I'm saying? So especially being in this festival coming up right here, bro, I can't wait. I know people are going to really get turned on to this. I think it's interesting. Uh, I'm actually in the throes of editing the festival preview episode I have coming out uh, later today. And when we were talking... You know, I had asked the other two people I had on with me if they had heard of any of the bands or any of the opener-type bands that they were interested in seeing or that we should, you know, be like, hey, go check out this band. And when I mentioned you, and I think it was Blacktop Mojo and a few others, like Spirit Animal, who I just saw and have a past with myself, but I was like, I can see people... I was like, I'm interested to see how people are because I, I, the demographic of the people playing your day are going to kind of be like my age in like the mid-30s to older than that. And what's going to be oh, yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. is to see people who, you know, like Limp Biscuits on your day. So it'll be interesting to see people who remember Limp Biscuit and see you and be like, okay, there's a little bit of something there that I remember from when I was younger, but then it has, oh, like, yeah. that new kind of the guitar sound that, like, the younger kids who are into maybe, like, a you know, that kind of genty stuff, it will kind of appeal oh, yeah, to them. Yeah. yeah, so I'm really interested to see... Yeah, so I'm interested to see the passerbys kind of like stopping for a second to see see you play and then being like oh shit and then just get stuck and then like you know like uh, that 30 minute set or whatever you end up getting they're gonna be like damn i want to see more of that (laughs) well that's why i set up for a good 30 minute set man straight to the point i don't want too much talking i'm just going into it and rocking out man but like you said man like that age group it's like everything goes in a cycle, man. You know, it was one point in time where rock and roll was the biggest thing. You know, that new metal and all that stuff was the biggest thing. And before that, rap was huge, you know, and then now raps come around. And it's like the biggest thing ever right now. And yeah. I feel like it's, it's so high, like where could it go again? So it's almost this new movement of rock with, with the sound. You know, I got the sound, the fever got all these other cats. And it's just going to come back around and slowly creep back up into the game, man. You know, and, and kind of also looking at some of the stuff you've been doing over the last handful of years, something that kind of stood out to me was just your 
your touring experiences are, are very vast and interesting. I mean, like you've worked with or you've toured with Mindless Self Indulgence, which for anyone who may know who they are, like that's an anomaly in and of itself. Um, yeah, man, I, I got some crazy stories for real. Yeah, and it's like you know, I'm looking at that. I see you did some stuff with Deftones. You know, did download get one of the few artists I actually got to play like every day on like all the different stages. Uh, and you know, doing warp tour, do you tend to find that you like sort of being the potentially the odd band on the bill? Oh yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I mean, the only time I, I I love it, dude. It's um, it ain't nothing new to me. It's always new experiences and different, man. Like, cause I always learning how to experiment with it. Like, I did some shows with a uh, Wu Tang in England, and I came out. Because I have a few rap songs I might do, like introduce, but I said, fuck it, I'm going to go to the Wu-Tang crowd with straight rock. And, bro, <laughs> it's, it's going to sound great, you know what I'm saying? Like, some people were like, oh, boo, boo, we don't want that shit. You know what I'm saying? But then I flipped it the next show, and I introduced them to the rap. And then I brought in my rock. And then they ate it up way better, you know? They was really digging that vibe. And with Mindless Self-Indulgence, that tour came about from the director, James Gunn, who does Guardians of the Galaxy and everything like that. He's a yep. fan of mine and stuff, and he put me on that tour, bro. I didn't even know how I got on there. I actually <laughs> James Gunn get, put me on there. I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's always interesting just to kind of see, you know, because I, I would almost imagine, and you mentioned, you know, the band already, The Fever, but it's like, you know, I, I look at a band like The Fever, I see, like, what you're doing, I would even say maybe like a glass jaw and like there's, you know, a small smattering of bands that are kind of just doing their own thing. And yeah. like I see stuff like that and it kind of makes me get excited that it's like, okay, there's there's bands that are kind of taking this, this genre of rock music and kind of stretching it into a few different areas where it's kind of already been but putting new twists on it. And I get kind of excited because yeah. it... I just don't, like, I don't know, everything kind of is getting a little bit stale and, like, everyone is playing it safe, so it's kind of nice to see people willing to take that that uh, that approach. Well, exactly. I mean, like, me, I speak for me on this. It's just I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a regular dude from the hood. I got my gold teeth. I got my chains and all that type of stuff on. But I love rocking out and doing rock and roll music, so I think that, you know, that sort of trap beats to it, but I'm rocking out heavy. Like, my album's insane with that, bro. You know, some of the verses break down to the electronic vibe, but then they go real big and heavy to, you know, something a metal listener would love and respect. You know, a lot of the guitar lines are are there where cats would really eat it up. So I make sure to hit to the, you know, the real critic about it, and I want to hit to newer newer fan base as well. You know, I, w- I almost want to bring some of the hip-hop cats along because the thing I see with hip-hop is that it's so easy to make. You know, I could sit there and make some of these beats in about five minutes, two minutes. <laughs> to sit there and make a rock and roll track, you got to actually put in work. You get what I'm saying? No, for sure. Actually, I would uh, kind of like to go down that rabbit hole for just a second. So <laughs> yeah. someone, I mean, because I don't really get to talk to many people about this, um, and I don't know if I still have figured out the, the correct way to ask the question I, I'm trying to get people to discuss, but... So, you know, for me, I know, like, being in a band and having to literally get four or five people together, you write a song, and the way really you're able to get on is by 
you know, playing shows and building your fan base. And it's, it's a kind of a very slow process to really yeah, get yeah. going. Now the, the flip side of that is I've always felt that in hip hop, it's actually kind of easier to get your name out there because all you, you can literally go to someone, buy a beat from them, you put it out or you, you know, make a song and you can just sit in your house and make song after song after song. Yeah, after song. It, <laughs> but the flip side of that is I feel like there's such an oversaturation because of how easy it is. So ha- having been someone who's kind of been in both worlds, do you find that one's a little, little bit easier to kind of get more success in than the other? Well, I think honestly, all of them was kind of hard to get into. Mm-hmm. Like, but like you said, in in rock and roll, you could build yourself up, which is an easy easier process. Because if you're good, you're good. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. With hip hop now, you can have a great song, and people won't really feel it until everybody likes it you get what i'm saying you have to almost fool the people into liking it you got to get the video you got to get your whole neighborhood and everybody involved to make sure they like it though you know what i'm saying like it's almost it's, i say it's harder in rap because it's almost so clicked in at the same time and you got to get the people to dig it because you can have the worst song in the world in hip-hop but people would dance along to it and it'll turn into the biggest song. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. I, I don't understand it. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's been very interesting, like, uh, you know, just seeing, you know, and something else, too, that's kind of interesting, and, and I was thinking about this, and it's kind of a, a current issue-ish. I mean, it never really ever went away, but uh, this whole Kendrick Lamar thing, so I was telling my yeah, wife yeah. the other uh, couple about a week or so ago when it happened, and I was explaining to her like what happened uh, as we were listening, as I was listening to the new record or whatever. And then I explained that you know she pulled, he pulled this lady up, she sang the words, and he was like, "Nah, you can't say that," even though. It, like, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. so like my thing has kind of been you know, in your position, like you know if if someone like let's say that you're at louder than life see a fan singing along, you pull them up to like maybe do something with you or you put the microphone down like you go down to the crowd. If someone sings some of your lyrics and they, they got, you know, that word in there, are you going to be like, dude, it's tight. Like, cause like, you know, my shit and like, these are my songs and you know what you took the time to learn yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that. Or are you going to kind of go that, that route too, where it's like, nah, like you got to self edit yourself and you can't say certain parts of my lyrics. I mean, the thing is, I mean, I don't know. Today's a, a different age, man, and it, it's weird because they're fans of the music, you know what I'm saying? They sing along to it in the car. Right. And for, you know, he brung her on stage, and then why pick that song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why pick that song? You know, she's so hype about it that she she going to do it. You get what I'm saying? So I understand where she was coming from. I understand where he was coming from. But in my, in my I, I, you know what, it's funny. I don't know how many times I say nigga on the album. I don't know if I did this album. Last album, I said it a lot. I thought I on I Bullet, I caught it a couple of times this morning. And that's oh, kind of what, <laughs> and that was kind of what made me think about it. Because I was like, okay, like, you know, this is your one of your, your newer single and yeah. so on and so forth. So as I was kind of thinking about it, I was like, huh, I wonder, and, you know, just kind of I put it in that perspective because I, I haven't thought about it really. But then in light of all this stuff making the news and, you know, it being at a festival and oh, all this man. kind of it stuff. Just, it goes so weird, man. It's like different rules in, <laughs> in uh, black society, man. There's really no way about it because you could be a white dude. And if you cool with your homies and your friends, you could say it all day. 
But if you're not cool with this group of friends over here and you say it, then it's not cool. You get what I'm saying? No, for sure. It's I so just, weird. Yeah, I, it's I, a crazy thing. It's like, you know, like I said, it's. I think it's it's been interesting to talk to people about it, but unfortunately everyone yeah. seems to be of the mind solely that it's like he. it was a setup for him just to kind of be able to do that kind of shit. And I was like, you know, I'd like to prose it to an actual musician who could be put in this situation and be like, okay, so like from your perspective, how do you feel about it? Because I think we kind of, as fans to an artist and vice versa, I think maybe we need to have this conversation a little bit and kind of be like, all right. Yeah, so I mean, like, my thing is, bro, in this day and age, I mean, like, I love Kendrick Lamar and his stuff, but sometimes I look at everybody's stuff and be like, oh, this might just be for publicity. Because why <laughs> play that song? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, now, y'all, no, for sure. Y'all know that was going to go viral and everybody was going to talk about it, you know. So it was one of them things like that. Because, I mean, every other word was nigga on that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, she couldn't do it to her fullest without saying it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just kind of... Uh, it's on both of them. I think um on that show, The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne gave both of them donkey the other day for that one. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So kind of switching gears a little bit, you talked about the song that just dropped, I think, Friday. So two days ago. Uh, with Monkey, Double in Disguise. So how did how did that come about? Because I didn't even know Monkey was like writing music outside of Corn. Oh man, Monkey's a man, dude. Corn is the dopest band ever. You know, when my first album came out, Jonathan Davis called it his favorite record. You know what I'm saying? I was on Download Festival on stage. I looked to the side, and all of Corn is sitting there watching me, man. So they always had a lot of love for me and showed me a lot of love. And uh, I had Monkey's info, and I just hit him up, like, hey, bro, I'm working on this new album. You want to come rock with me? And he was more than excited to come, man. He was like, yeah, man, I'm down. Just tell me when. He came through, and, bro, when I say you see him get down on uh, doing what he does, it's just, it's almost magical, man. I was just like, wow. So he came with a great riff, just heavy as hell. And now that's where the pressure got on me. Like, man, I got to do something amazing on this track. <laughs> and so I did the best I could do on it, man. You know, I had to come correct because, you know, the legend blessed the track. So I really enjoyed that track, man. It's so heavy. When you play it, you know it's that corn, you know, dropped and everything like that. It's just insane. Kind of speaking to that, like, with you having a band, have you – figured out like where your where your voice sits good like in a certain tuning like hey like i know i in c tuning or below like I, this is like where i really can sound the best oh man i actually haven't ever thought about it like that bro that's a man it's gonna take my mind somewhere else right there because i don't know <laughs> nothing about playing anything <laughs> all i do is hear the music and i'm ready to rap and i can feel it you know what i'm saying it whatever the sounds they strum on the guitar or whatever mm-hmm. it's gonna take me to another world so okay. i could blend in with majority of music but that's a good way to look at it man i wonder well i just know good like, on that track <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just know that a lot of singers like when they you know hearing music like sometimes especially like older musicians too will do this where like you'll have a song and it used to be in a higher key and so what they'll do is they'll like take it if it used to be in standard they'll drop it to like d or c so the vocalist can kind of sit in a little better and so that's kind of a different challenge you know i guess being a vocalist where it's like okay like if you're kind of going into it like maybe you learned like oh when it was in dropped a like you know that was a little too low you know or you know if it was in a higher i do something but not 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 so much like that. But since 
I have a message in my music, like a real message. Mm-hmm. I, I like sort of rock and roll mixing. Sometimes the vocals sit a little lower. Okay. You know, so I most like I always tell my producers whoever just lift my vocals up a little bit higher so you can hear my words. Almost mix like a rap song a little bit where the vocals are loud. Because sometimes like, if you listen to how Drake records music and Migos and all these cats record music now, the vocals are sitting like way over the beat now, you know. Yeah. But it's to get the words across of what I'm saying. So I like to do that. I've been doing that, though, ever since, like, listening to Eminem back in the days. Mm-hmm. He had his vocals really loud, you know. So that was my thing is making sure my vocals can be heard. Because I say a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? You might miss it. So, I mean, it seems like you, you are very – like you just said, you don't really play anything, but it seems like you're very much like myself, very attentive to a lot of things happening within the music that you're then able to apply to your own craft. Is yeah, there right? you go. Yeah, okay. More so, yeah, like having the ear kind of thing, I believe I've got. So. And same for you, most like, you know, I know you got the ear when you get to it like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I pl- try to play a couple instruments and have fun doing that, but I'm not, like, proficient in any one thing where I'm like, yeah, like, I could be in a band and do this. It's like, no, nah, like, I know that yeah. uh, my my strengths lie sometimes in being able to, like, sound very much like yourself. Like, sometimes I can hear something and then be like, why don't you do that, like, one less time and then go back into this riff or, hey, do yeah, that thing played yeah, yeah. at, a, like, different speed or double time. or Like, I'm able to do that shit, and a lot of times people look at me and they're like, oh, you must know how to do all this. I'm like, no. Like, if you were to hand, <laughs> if you were to hand me that, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I don't know what you're doing. I can't play that, exactly, but I can tell you yeah. what I, how I think it should go. Like, I'm into structure and all of that and, you know, where to almost rise in my vocal, where to get loud. Should I scream at this part or keep it chill at this part? You know, those type of things like that. And when I see musicians do their thing, like on the, these shows I'm about to do, my guitarist is Jeffy from Let Live. My bassist is Davey. And Troy is on drums from uh, Varsity Week. Oh, and shit. the way they get down, man, is insane, bro. Rehearsals, like, us, we like almost animals in a cage just ready to come out, man. We just can't wait to get to these shows, <laughs> you know? I haven't seen Jeff playing, obviously, since Let Live ended, but that dude always it was always phenomenal. Oh, yeah, and just watching him play, you're just like, God damn, how are you able to play like that and still just be batshit crazy as yeah. well? Oh, bro, yeah, he's like, he's excited as hell, too, man. I'm about <laughs> to rock with them. Uh, next week, we're going to rehearse again, so I'm excited, man. So, kind of uh, speaking to the new album coming out, you said July 29th, uh, Flag flag channel uh, june 29th sorry june, yeah, 29th. june 29th um do we have is there any more collabs uh that we can expect on this or that you've been working oh, I got, on in uh, general i got ash costello from uh new year's day singing on the track the killers are coming and she, she sounds amazing on that thing man it's almost like jazzy metal <laughs> if i could describe it like that man Right. So that, look out for that one. Her voice sounds sick on that, man. Just added crazy vibe to that song. And uh, anything else I got work right now, is just I'm in full album mode, man. Just trying to get this heard to the people, you know. Like, my last album was heard, but not to the extent oh, that I wanted it to be. You know, it built up my respect. And I feel like this album right here can really do something major. Yeah, it seems like... Uh... Uh, you caught everyone's ear a couple of days ago with this uh, the new track "Devil in Disguise," and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> seems like uh, that's it. That's good. That's what you got. Crazy do, man. to me. Yeah. 
it's a surprise to be like, what the fuck? He got monkey on that? <laughs> and monkey showed love and retweeted it and everything like that. You know, like, he ain't even got to do all that, bro. Just being on the track's amazing. But he showed love, retweeted stuff, you know, sent me a shout out, the much love on the album and everything. So I'm just excited to see what's to come, man. The future looking bright. And I'm going to just keep working hard. Can't wait to bring this live vibe to the people, man. Because one thing I'll say is me live is insane, bro. So what can we expect uh, once the record's out after this Louder Than Life Festa? In a couple of dates, you said between that, you got a tour that's coming up soon or a tour to finish out the year? Oh, we're still working on, on stuff right now. Right now, I'm just mostly Aftershock and then uh, this festival. And then we're going to, maybe in July, I might do something out here in L.A. just to get things started, you know, after my album, just to get it going. But, yeah, I think uh, these festivals is really just my focus at the moment right now. Sounds great. I'm really looking, well, I'm hoping I get to be media for the festival so I can actually go and, and kind of get some more in-person interviews done. Because as much as I like doing these, I, I feel I vibe a lot better with someone in person. So, oh hell yeah, man! You gotta get there, bro. I like to meet you too, man. You cool? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's super cool that you you know do this, but like you said, the bands who ain't getting seen as much ain't the bigger name on it. But that's cool that you, you know vibing out to dig out the new stuff, man. That's amazing. Well, that's what keeps you young in the game that is constantly ever changing. Because if you don't keep up, you get passed by. Huh, that's true, man. <laughs> that's true. Well, uh, this is, uh, I'm going to kind of let you get back to your day, but before I let you go, go ahead and uh, plug your socials where people can find you, some of the, maybe like pre-order info if uh, for the record, and uh, then my last question will be, I always like to end these out to, these episodes out to a song, so what would you like me to play the episode out to? Oh, man, yeah, play Devil in Disguise, <laughs> bro, the hero, man. And you can catch me, you know, you catch Bullet on Spotify, Devil in Disguise on Spotify. You can find me at High Road The Hero, T-H-E, High Road The Hero, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, my YouTube, man. Go check out the video. And I just got some fire coming, man. And yeah, rock them out with Devil in Disguise, man. Epic move, music, and Awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you again for taking the time, and uh, again, looking forward to uh, hopefully catching your set at Louder Than Life or at the absolute worst if uh, you make it out here in the Midwest uh, sometime in the rest of the year. All good, brother. All right, thank you very much. All right, man, we're going, bro. Hey. So that was my chat with Hyro the Hero. Want to apologize for the audio issues initially. Uh, as I ended up finding out over some of these past uh, interviews, my cable from my microphone to the... Uh, interface that I have uh, has been kind of wonky at best uh, and we'll cut in and cut out didn't really notice uh, until about halfway through the interview I think you can actually hear me clicking over to make sure everything was was right uh, obviously the audio gets better about halfway through that chat so apologies for that um, got a new cord so that shouldn't be an issue from here on out I don't think it's in any of the other episodes either um, but just want to say thanks to Hyro again for coming on and chatting uh, I've been very surreal to see how quickly <laughs> he's been blowing up lately since uh, the dropping flag channels this past Friday uh, seeing so many people on my Instagram 
sharing it, commenting on him. I'm seeing people, you know, liking different posts he's got. Uh, it's been really great just to kind of see the organic following that has been happening really since I've had this conversation with him. Um, so if you would like to follow all things Hyro the Hero, you can keep up with him basically everywhere at that handle. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are all simply Hyro the Hero. Uh, the other day, February 3rd, um, it was really cool. He was just sitting back, drinking, listening to some music, was interacting with his fans. Uh, him and I have actually been kind of chatting a little bit since uh, this this conversation has happened as well. Um, so very much looking forward to uh, seeing what comes out from uh, from Hyro from here on out. Hopefully some more touring will happen. Uh, you can catch him at Louder Than Life Festival. It's one of the few shows that he's got coming up. And since this interview, actually, I uh, will be talking with Jeff, uh, the guitar player for Hyro, slash uh, former guitarist of Let Live. So very much looking forward to that in the near future. Uh, if you would also like to keep up with our other sponsor of this episode, The Bean Bastard, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram at The Bean Bastard, or you can go to their website at TheBeanBastard.com and get a nice bag of delicious roasted coffee straight from Buffalo, New York. Tell them I sent you. Uh, again, very soon I will have a uh, promo code for that so that way you can save a little bit of money at the checkout. But uh, go support them. I am currently not drinking any of their coffee because it is hot as shit. Uh, that's the other reason that it's been taking so long for me to get this episode out because it was supposed to go up a couple of days ago. But uh, the AC in my house broke. Um, so I've been staying somewhere else <laughs> where there's air conditioning and a pool and, uh, yeah, but now I'm back in the sweat box studios as the, uh, kicking ass podcast likes to call their, their space that just induces sweat. Um, but yeah, so back here getting this episode done. And, uh, lastly, if you would also like to follow Mosh Pit Nation, you can find them at moshpitnation.com. Find them on Facebook at moshpitnationwestmi. And Twitter and Instagram are simply moshpitnation. And if you would like to follow me here at the podcast, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Johnson Title Podcast. Tweet at me at Johnson Title Pod. And email me at johnsontitlepod at gmail.com. Great way to get in touch with me to sponsor an episode. Definitely have some, uh, episodes coming up that I'm very much looking forward to having and putting out and there's uh there's going to be a little bit of a change as far as some of the people I have on uh like I said and have been saying trying very much to find the perks of being called an untitled podcast so I have some guests that I'm very much looking forward to talking to and bringing to you and hopefully you are as well but speaking of bringing great episodes to you I need you guys to do me another favor before we get out of here rate review subscribe you hear every fucking podcast say those three magical words and you know we need help over here better ratings put me into a better situation where when you're looking for podcasts my podcast will pop up over the other people's so I would like to start seeing some more reviews I will read them aloud on here how about that for a, a little extra incentive uh, so if you leave me a review either on Facebook or iTunes or wherever I will read the review here on the podcast and give you some extra love and uh, yeah there's going to be a lot of cool things coming up so definitely again rate, review, subscribe and uh, without further ado we are going to end this episode as we always do here with a song and as you heard Hyro pick he wanted me to end this episode out to Devil in Disguise the song that he co-wrote with Monkey from Korn so without further ado, let's check out that track, and I'll talk to you next week.